Thanks for tuning in today to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. My name is Katie Chesney, and on Technically Speaking, we explore the latest technology trends, discover the hottest technology jobs on the market, and give you helpful tips and tricks for using technology. Today's show is starting a digital agency, and we're with Matthew Madej, the Managing Director of RDIA, and that is an award-winning digital agency in Chicago. And before we get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Matthew? Oh, yeah. My name is uh, Matthew Madej, and like you said, I am the Managing Director of RDIA, which is a company that was formed out of the acquisition of Encore Interactive, which was a a 19-year-old digital strategy firm. Mm -hmm. Part of that company, we uh, helped larger organizations look at their uh, digital implementations and kind of help them to rethink it and achieve business goals based on a process that we've developed here at our organization. So if you look at some larger initiatives, you know, we've helped uh, companies like Nike you know, rethink their digital strategy for some of their brands, uh, as well as uh, you know, kind of re-architect McDonald's global training platform. And the way that we do that is, is through the process that helps us to really kind of understand what the key value is, many digital initiatives, and then to to kind of um, to help that company kind of rebuild and rethink and to kind of grow and, and meet those objectives. All right. So you mentioned that RDIA was kind of acquired based on like a merger with OnCall Interactive. Could you tell us a little bit about that company and what your role there was? I think you had, did you start that company? Yeah. So OnCall Interactive was a fun little college project. <laughs> started. <laughs> Started by myself and uh, at that time, uh, business partner Mike Zero. Mm-hmm. You know, he was uh, kind of the creative genius behind the organization. And I was the I was the tech guy, and it was something that, that really caught on uh, in a time when the web was really just starting to emerge. You, know, you saw a lot of, of companies wanting web pages, and this was back in you know the early '90s. They wanted web pages, they wanted digital, but there weren't a whole lot of people that could actually kind of do the work. So so initially, we marketed ourselves as just you know two guys that would actually do the work. We didn't need the fame you know, and glory. We just kind of wanted the business. And, and a lot of larger agencies kind of took us up on that. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the origin of the name. We were, uh, we we're always on call. <laughs> Obviously, we've evolved that brand into something that's a little bit more significant and, and kind of shifted uh, the relationships to direct client relationships. But, but the name kind of stuck. Okay. So what did the first few years look like? You, I mean, you mentioned that it was kind of like a fun little college project. So was it just something that you were doing when you had time or, you know, how did that really evolve into a full-time gig? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, it, it actually happened quite quickly. You know, it, it was a full-time job. Um, and then what happened was college kind of took a part-time role. So it took me an extra year to graduate because I took my class in the evenings. And, and, and really, uh, it was fun. It was an exciting time. To, it's cool to start a company and try to really understand what what owning a company was going to be like mm-hmm. you, know, you, you, you kind of are the boss you kind of have uh, decision-making abilities but then what do you do I mean right you know you're, you're a person that's good at technology and, and, and trying to kind of figure out how to run a business and, and we had to kind of learn on the job but you know we kind of made a lot of uh, good decisions we made more uh, more good decisions than bad decisions and, and we're able to grow it into a pretty sizable organization you know we acquired a company in San Francisco, we were able to kind of grow our presence and to, to grow our visibility into something that um, was eventually acquired. So could you tell us a little bit about, you know, the how it was acquired by RDIA and how did that process go and how were you able to kind of assume your new role in a fluid way? 
what we realized is that you know there there are natural limitations to consulting companies, and it takes a lot of capital to kind of grow it mm-hmm. beyond the you know kind of the stage that we were in. So we started to look for uh, companies offering complementary services. Uh, we wanted to really you know kind of shift from just uh, focusing solely on digital to, to offering a full suite of products and services. And we found RDI, which is the acquirer, and, and they really liked what we were working on and, and we really liked what they what they stood for and, and the kind of work that they were putting out. So we decided that it would be a good opportunity for us to kind of expand services that we offer to clients and, and we were acquired. How, how the shift has occurred, it, it, it's actually occurred uh, 29 days ago. <laughs> so, <I'm laughs> so it's fresh. Just starting to, to ease into the role. Not a lot to change. We just have a lot of opportunity. And it's nice to go and kind of re-engage with our clients and offer them so much more. You know, you know, just the scale in, in which we can operate and function and uh, the services that we can offer have been just have been well-received by our clients. And, and I'm looking forward to, to kind of growing this. I mean, we have such opportunity to, to build a much bigger brand that's, uh, you know, more geographically distributed and, and kind of has better resources and, and bigger resources to offer. Looking back now on when you first started on Call Interactive all those years ago, is there anything different that you, you would have done to kind of, you know, change the process or maybe make yourselves a little bit more successful earlier on? I think what I would have done, which I would have, I wish I would have known then what I know now. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't think that people starting a business leverage all of the available resources that are are kind of, you know, available to them. Mm-hmm. There are groups like tech or groups that, that kind of help young entrepreneurs get going. Right. And there are a lot of seasoned experts that are more than happy to kind of offer a helping hand. So I guess if I had to start over, I would leverage seasoned experts and, and, and use them um, as a sounding board and, and use them for introductions and advice to, to grow my business. And would you have any recommendations for our listeners on as far as like how they could find those seasoned experts and reach out to them and kind of build that relationship to get the help that they're looking for? There are so many groups out there. I would say uh, I would start with Google mm-hmm. and just look for business mentorships and, and you'll find a bunch of different companies that, that can help. Uh, some are paid organizations and, you know, and others are just free. Where um, And even I do this. I participate in mentorship programs. So um, young entrepreneurs that want to start a business, I, you know, I'll offer my time for free. Mm-hmm. And I've helped a couple businesses already kind of get off the ground and, and actually doing quite well. Um, but, you know, for me, it's, it's kind of nice and rewarding to see kind of people start from scratch and, and just from an idea and, and turn that into something that's tangible. One thing that I know that a lot of people think about when they're about to start a business is, gee, what is this going to cost? I mean, obviously, that would vary depending on the kind of industry you're going in and the kind of business you want to start. But, you know, typically... What advice would you give to someone who's looking to start specifically a digital agency on how to fund that project? Yeah, well, it's it's easier to start a digital agency in our, you know, than it is to start a manufacturing company. And you know, starting up can be much easier. I mean, all it really takes is some capability. I mean, if, you know, you need to obviously be one of the roles and one of the primary roles. Mm-hmm. You are selling your services, uh, and you're selling your your skill set. But I would say that you never have enough money to start the business off. <laughs> you always need more. Uh, and just be careful uh, what kind of money you take because, you know, everything comes at a cost. And, you know, you don't want to give away ownership if you don't have to and you don't want to give away control. And I see a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs that are so eager to get in bed with um, and accept money and then realize later down the road that there's, you know, that's a, it was a pretty expensive amount of money to give away or to collect up front. And, and they gave up, they gave up too much. 
right? Much control and too much uh, input. Now, what would you say are some defining characteristics of an individual that would be, that would, you know, the defining characteristics that would make you successful in starting a digital agency? Could you list maybe like three of them? I would say that we're, we're kind of a different breed. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always tell someone in this space, uh, you, can, you can tell them in the space if they're in a crowd. I mean, um, they're, they're a little bit, uh, I would say that, you know, they, they uh, have kind of an insatiable need to, to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit creative. You know, you find a lot of people that, that are programmers that are musicians as well. You know, it's just like it's digital is a, a creative medium. Uh, it's not programming Commodore 64s and, you know, just doing math all day. It's, it's, a, it's a creative outlet. So you can kind of see in a strong digital candidate that creative component and just, you know, super smart. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this industry is just, it's just filled with amazingly bright people. So I, I would say that those are the three characteristics. Okay. And what kind of advice would you give to someone as far as the type of projects to take on? Because I'm sure, you know, some when you start something new in your new agency, any project is going to be very much welcome. But what if it's just too much? It's too, it's like over your head, over your skills and abilities of what you can do now. Do you have any advice for accepting projects and what you should and shouldn't accept? I would say when you're starting a business, probably the first thing you should do is look for companies that are going to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to build your network. So, you know, if there's a project that's too big, yeah, I would pass on it, but I'd also, you know, help the customer find an appropriate uh, substitute um, so that you can maintain that relationship. But, you know, you, you're not going to get over your head. It's foolish to take on a job that obviously you, you can't handle. What do you see in the future for, you know, RDIA now that it's been acquired and you're moving forward kind of with a broader array of products and services that you can offer your clients? Is it just the sky's the limits from now on? Where is the, what's the direction that you're going in? I would just say this. RDIA is going to be the company to watch. Okay. We've got a lot of great stuff planned, so, so stay tuned. Would you offer any other pieces of advice for our listeners, maybe as far as, you know, it seems kind of glorious starting an agency and, you know, there's a lot of really good things going into it, all the inspiration, the creativity, all the ideas bumping around. But, you know, what's maybe, you know, maybe the not so great side of that? It's a lot of, I mean, if you start a company, it's going to be the hardest you'll ever work. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to sacrifice, uh, you know, there's a work-life balance. You're going to, you know, you're going to constantly try to, to kind of maintain that balance. But, you know, a lot of times work is going to win. So just kind of be prepared to, to pull the all-nighters. And, you know, even if it seems like things aren't working out, just push harder and harder. And, and um, you know, my, my father used to always say this to me, who was also a business owner, he would say, uh, you know, business doesn't fail, uh, you just give up. So, you know, kind of kind of if you're wondering if, if uh, it's ever going to work out, and, you know, you know, if it's too hard, just keep pushing and you'll succeed. I mean, just, just take time and effort. We're kind of running out of time today. So do you have any final tips that you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap things up? Owning a digital agency is, is a pretty fun thing. Like I said, it's a lot of hard work, but it, it's a lot of fun. And, and I encourage people to, to kind of go off on their own and, and see what they can do. We're always uh, welcoming more more people in the industry and, and seeing the exciting technology that come out of brilliant minds like yours. So I'd say um, this is a good this is a good industry. This is good this is a good job. Well, I just want to thank you, Matthew, for joining us and sharing your expert advice with our listeners. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Now, to find more employment-related shows, head over to aljanradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, please send me an email at aljanradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LGN Radio, and I'll see you next time.